Hey guys, before today's episode, I just wanted to let you know to text Table Rock, all one word, all lowercase, to 31996. That's our Table Rock VIP um, community, and it's a way for us to communicate uh, different things uh, that are happening, whether it's podcast related or product related. We want to be able to communicate with you guys so that we can, you know, have back and forth conversations. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. So a few things have changed. We are now the Cannabis Roundtable Podcast. Um, We are evolving and growing. So as we evolve and grow as a business, this is probably going to evolve with us. Um, Anyway, I want to introduce myself again. I'm Derek. And today I'm actually joined by my good friend and business partner, Levi. And we're just kind of going to go over a little bit about us, who we are, um, we're going to talk about our mission, the reason why we're in the industry, and uh, that's pretty much going to be the episode. So uh, anyway, again, I am Derek. Um, I'm Levi. That's Levi. <laughs> and, um, you know, between the two of us, we have roughly about 10 years of, you know, business ownership experience. Um, you know, cannab- the cannabis industry was something that I had considered and wasn't really sure how it would look, but, um, you know, this would technically be our first, I think, I mean, it's your first, right? Like cannabis business. Um, but I mean, that, that's kind of the reason for the name change and everything like this, we've kind of progressed and we are, I, I, I think under the understanding that, you know, the way that the, the market's going and everything like that, it's going to be important to be, you know, a cannabis business first because, whether it is hemp or marijuana, you know, you're, you're dealing with cannabis in general. And it's, uh, I think, important to remove the, the, the stigma that's on that word. So anyway, um, kind of what we're talking about today is our mission. So uh, Levi, if you wanted to let them well, know what our mission is. Our mission is basically to provide, you know, access to quality products and help direct people in the way um, down some of these muddy waters of what CBD is, what hemp isolate is, what the difference between hemp oil and CBD oil is, and what actually works and what actually doesn't. There's a lot stronger products out there that actually do what they are saying they're going to do and allow you to see the benefits and the results a lot faster than taking something that you know people buy off the internet for say example on a massive website that shall remain nameless <laughs> but something like those are not the product that we sell so people who get a little hyphy and upset about what we're doing or where we're going they most of the time don't have a full understanding of what is exactly going on and what exactly we are doing and what kind of products we have to be more specific. So our mission is to make sure that the education is in the forefront. We want to make sure that everybody understands what they're doing, what they're taking, what they're consuming, what it's going to help them with as opposed to thinking it's a some sort of cure-all miracle drug because by all no means it's not. 
There isn't yeah. one out there available. There never has been. But we're seeing a lot more, again, with Derek explaining why we want to do more in the cannabis industry as a umbrella is because all of it as a whole is a lot of magical uses. I mean, not to sound cliche, but health benefits. Well, it's true. He- yeah, health benefits and agriculture benefits and financial benefits and industry benefits because a new product is cheaper and easier and stronger to manufacture and product is stronger and, and better overall. Those are industry game changers. Oh, yeah. And cannabis as an umbrella, whether it be hemp or marijuana or however, being infused with so many different industries, you're going to see a massive oh, yeah. production of, of everything. Well, and so I think that's why... It's going to take over. Oh, 100%. Well, and, that, and that's, I think, why this is so important right now that like we really break it down to people so that they understand that it's all about cannabinoids in general. Guys, like I said it before, there's 113 cannabinoids in the cannabis planet or in, in, planet in the cannabis plant. And we know what a handful of them will do. Like there's so many potential health benefits. I I I said this for the first time the other day and I really like the visual that the cannabis plant is going to unlock the next, you know, decade or two decades of human potential. Potentially the next hundred years of, in my opinion, human potential. We're going to be living longer, healthier, all that. And cannabinoids are going to play a, a certain role in this. I'm, I'm, I'm not the first person to have this viewpoint, but I'm quickly developing a theory that cannabinoids are required by the human body and because of that it's not just cbd well no it's going to be cbn cbg uh cbc i believe or i don't know a string of alphabet at least behind the cb the cannabinoidal uh you know piece of it is that cannabinoid and then all of its other sister cousins that come along with it you know tac being exactly one of those so uh, you know, even the three different cannabinoids of THC have their own separate effects on the body compared to just THC as a whole. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of scientific knowledge sometimes to process and to figure out. But if you break it down into small strains like that, then you see the potential for breaking down different isolates of the cannabinoid and taking them different. Just like something that you might have seen on our uh, website for the uh, our blog was about the terpenes. Terpenes are the same principle dealing with that, except with cannabinoids on the mother strain. You know, you're looking at terpenes as being aiding on aiding the aiding things just to themselves. You know, with with just sleep or stress or other things, the terpenes actually can do almost the same thing. Just through a different way. Just through a different way. You know, and and of course, different milligrams and dosages and effects and and fastness and so forth. You know. But it's possible. So yeah. the point being is that any of these cannabinoids could be ten times better. Just depends on how easy it is to extract, isolate. You know, it's all a matter of back in the industry. Right. You know, how hard is the manufacturing to now extract a separate isolate from what they're doing now? 
not right. seemingly as hard, but some of them are a lot smaller. Some of them are a lot more uh, trickier to extract. So, it's again, it's an evolving industry that we'll just and then. So, I guess that actually leads me into my next question. Then, so is that kind of what brings you into the industry? Is just kind of like spreading the message of the health benefits and. I mean, because like, like you mentioned, like it's it's unrealistic to like consider financially, not, you know, a financial side of it not being a benefit. You know, obviously there's financial benefits in it. There's agricultural. There's economic benefits. You know, health benefits being, I think, the most important thing. You know, this is, I mean, it's all about health and and wellness and you know, mental and and physical health is important. And that's the number one thing. But I mean, I mean, this is I think a game changer for communities cities counties states federal you know what i mean so it's like what's like i guess kind of your number one reason for being in the industry you know i come from you know some poor health in my background that where cbd in my opinion saved my life so i come from that aspect of it like what fuels your need to be in this industry and have your hand in so i guess such you know early stages of of what the cannabis industry is going to you know be evolve into eventually well, I, I, I mean, you know, n- no, no fake face. I mean, I got into, I was let's let's let, let's say this. I was in the cannabis industry a long time ago when there wasn't a quote unquote cannabis industry. We'll just leave it at that and let you guys spiral on that for a second. <laughs> Not to name names, but you know, had a good few years. Point being is that I, I could see the money and the potential in in the industry already, is that it was there, which always blew my mind, that, I mean, especially when, you know, when Colorado and Washington became first, you know, f- uh, state recreational. It was an amazing, an amazing moment in time that I think people will somewhat skip over, which is sad, but they need to remember it, is that Somewhere around that time when Colorado, at the year after Colorado allowed it to be recreationally legalized and took taxes and took money and revenue off of that stream, an amazing thing that hadn't happened in so very long because just there was no other industry that didn't... Basically, the, the point of it is that the industry popped out of nowhere. So an influx of a magical billion dollars... Once they hit a billion dollars, it was very noticeable. It's like, so a magic influx of $1 billion at least just showed up on the map and they're like, wow, what do I do with an extra $1 billion? And this is where they, I, you know, applaud them heavily for using it for school fundings and school programs and city and county road projects and things to better the community in any way possible. Because that that's great. It, it's a it's basically brand new free money. It didn't exist two years before that. They'd never had that money to play with or budget or or you know segregate so that they had it in different areas. It just didn't exist. It did, but people were selling that to their local, giving that to their local drug dealer and never saw it. You know that money was uncounted, and then all of a sudden magically, there's a new billion dollar industry or or billions dollar industry that just pops out of nowhere yeah and that's a first time in our history in a long time that that's happened we've seen it a little bit with our tech and 
you know, those kind of industries. Social where media, yeah. Social media and stuff where it was like, we didn't have that three years ago, and then all of a sudden we have Google that's a, a multi-billion dollar company. You know, like out of nowhere, seemingly. Theirs took a little bit longer, but on a, on a time scale, Colorado and Washington blew that out of the blew it out of the water well and i think that's when people's eyes really kind of opened was oh okay well this is well and i i don't know i get tired of the cliche of like the wild wild west and um you know it's this is the modern day gold rush i mean it as cliche as it is that's true it is is. this is the first time where we're seeing industry in our generation you know i'm 35 34 34 and you're 34 so, you know, we were too young for Facebook and the, t- and, and the social, you know, thing to come out. We were definitely too young for the Internet and the startups of, like, Apple and Google and Amazon. Yeah. This is our generation's, you know, time, but it's, it goes back to, like, what you were saying, I think. People kind of, like, want to thumb their nose at people who get into something for financial reasons. But I think your point to go back to what those financials are allowed to pay for, you know, community centers, libraries, after school programs, books for schools. I mean more research, period. You know, computers. If yeah. you, if it's gonna be tech in the future and this is growing, I mean just as we, we didn't have hardly computers when I was in school. Now every kid has a tablet. Well just as we you know, did, you know that costs money. Just as we did, you know, our we've been in our community for most of our lives. You know, what I mean I mean we've we've left and came back a couple times and you know, but we've mainly predominantly been, you know, here in Idaho. And so being able to start a business and within two months of starting a business at least offer some sort of a donation to a local charity for, you know. Oh, the breast cancer we did. Yeah, for their breast cancer awareness on that month, you know. I mean, granted, it's a national month, but we were at least able to participate. Where before, when we, you know, had our regular jobs, it wasn't as nice of a forefront. You know, we could still do it, but every every penny still counted for them of course just like it does for us but it's nice to be able to give back in a communal way right being that we help partners we help people in our community relieve themselves of of their aches and their pains and ailments and stuff like that as much as they can and then we get to give back to the community by you know either charities or events you know that we're planning yep. coming up or things like that that we can add to oh yeah so well that's that's helpful and that i think you know it, it all conglomerate i think it, a lot of businessmen i don't want to say every one but a lot of businessmen still like the fact that knowing whatever companies they are involved with that they looked into for financial gain still have some sort of a moral or uh you know ethical code that says hey they're not you know slum lords they're not you know trying to uh, be in a business that uses child labor you know what i mean right. like they still are able to sleep at night right you know and that's that's definitely something for me is like you know again like derek i had some uh, medical issues a few years ago with my back and uh, hadn't you know hadn't even really heard of cbd had just of course heard of cannabis and of, and of course that helped a little bit but i didn't want to be influenced that way anymore i didn't want to be high i didn't want to be high basically is what what do you want to call it you know i didn't want to be high anymore so i didn't smoke i didn't smoke weed and i didn't do any of that for many years and just recently after 
the little bit of aches and stuff started coming back was an option to start oh cbd and again with the industry and everything else going the way it was it was interesting to me okay well what is this cbd why do i keep hearing about it why do i keep seeing articles or seeing regulation changes come and why do i keep seeing people making money off of it you know as a right entrepreneur minded investor or entrepreneur minded guy I want to know more about it. If it's making money, it's obviously popular and it's useful. Right. There's a niche, there's a market for it if there's people that are buying it right now. Well, and that's kind of what surprised me because, guys, this was a conversation. Like, we started our, our business partnership actually going down a completely different path, trying to focus on a way to bring, like, uh, some sort of coffee infused CBD product to the market. And, when Levi actually approached me with, with CBD, like, like I had already had experience with it and I was experienced because I was like Levi said, I, I'm a hundred percent the same way you were. It, it comes down to the relief from marijuana was good, but I would have to be so high because I would have to consume so much to get the THC. So then when I went to like tinctures or, you know, vapes or whatever, it still the the high was just I didn't want to be that way, so when he mentioned that it was in Idaho because that I had no idea that it was even in Idaho I was still you know getting mine online and wherever else I was trying to get it, um, which you know and that's a whole other story I guess because you know that that comes down to you know it's not as easy to buy offline as you think it is because you know you don't know who you're trusting you don't know if it's quality what it you know and you know who's self-regulating who's not self-regulating so for me you know when he mentioned it to me and i started doing a little bit more research it became really apparent really quickly that so many people needed it here you know what i mean like and by no means were, were we the first, you know, we weren't the first here. I mean, I'm not going to say that we innovated the market here and here in our town, but we were very, very much in the fourth in the very first runnings of anybody. Oh, we were one of the first two stores. We, you know, you know, as far as concept goes and it's, yeah. but it's, it's, it's nice to see all the competition. It means that the industry's here, it's staying and, and, you know, competition never hurt, you know, a little competition never hurt anybody, but nope. you know, it's it, for us, I think we do it differently. I think that's kind of what we bring to the the table is we definitely do it differently. And, you know, for us, uh, you know, the customer is the most important thing. Even even with our concept, I mean, if you guys haven't come into our store, then you should have by now. But uh, you can kind (laughs) of see that it's, you know, it's very bright and open and uh, almost in a boutique-ish kind of way because it's made to feel comfortable. Yeah. It's not made to feel... Uh, over overbearing or cold and cagey and like oh, yeah. limited, uh, you know, uh, reserve product when you you know think that someone's gonna run out the door with it or steal or uh, you know do something right. else. It just you know all these other shops seem to I'm not not saying anything bad. Don't want to start that conversation yet. That's another day. Um, but you know other shops have cases and uh, you know even vape shops they have a lot of cases and it feels very cold and uninviting right. for the most part now you have a boutique style store it's very open and things are able you're able to touch it and feel it and see it and talk to somebody and you know the the personal customer engagement is a lot easier to do I think in our store than some other ones for sure 
Um, not nothing really more general than the time that we take to engage with you. There's other ones out there that you know haven't don't take as much time to engage, and we are just another number. To us, it's not quite that way. You know, I mean, the number matters, of course, as a business, but overall, in general, that'll come. I'm not worried about that yeah. right now. We're worried about making sure everybody gets a quality product and sees what the difference can be and the, the usefulness, true yeah. the true potential true. behind yeah. it, so that they'll come back and buy it again because they know it works. Yep. And there's and no question about it. The things that we told them had no fluff and no no filler to it. You know, what we told you is what you get, and that's that's the best part. Yep. You know, what I mean, is that we're not we're not out to uh, you know set a set a bunch of standards for the industry it's just that we think that there's a different way to do it and opinion versus opinion i think ours is better that's yep. why we that's why we do it this way uh, again same thing too is you know if you haven't checked us out we don't have a lot of companies that we deal with we typically deal with a handful of companies and the reason why is because the research and the time to understand and know exactly what these products are made of, who they're made from, the regulations and self-regulations, as Derek noted to, on the companies themselves, trying to decide who's gonna, you know, who's best and who would be, you know, who's who's a company that if we carry them, I don't have to worry about anything from product to even on our side, the wholesale, we just, you know, yeah, anything, any hundred percent compliant, hundred yeah. percent compliant all the way around, and they have nodes to the future. They're not a present company or a reactive company. A lot of our companies, innovatives, innovatives and proactive companies, they're on the next ten steps right now. You know, what I mean, they've been, they've already been ahead, waiting right. for what we're what we're coming to next, or what the industry is going to do next. So, would you, is that something that you would say would be is does that kind of fall into like? a core value status is like I know it's not one of our core values but like quality of product being absolutely pretty high on absolutely because I think it's all part of the same education standpoint as well I mean education on what your product is right we have to be informed on what is in our products to to suggest right. and, and sell it, use it, anything else we have to be informed on that product right we have to know we have to educate ourselves and enough to be able to turn around and teach or educate someone right. else on that same product and why it would be more beneficial than said other product. Right. And I, I think that's so a education a good point. is still back to this, you know, the main the core, main core, the main, yeah. main core value is going to be education. You know, making sure they understand what product they're getting so right. that it, so that it does the best for them. See, and I guys, I th- that's actually those are two of our our of our core values, education and innovation, both when we're, we're talking about both of those right now. And I mean, it's, it's so fundamentally and just kind of instilled in everything that we do, you know, it's education has to be the number one thing. If you're taking something and you don't know what's in it, I mean, these are products that are specifically designed to provide health benefit. And yet we do it every day when we go to the doctor. And he says, here, take this Norco. And you say, okay. Okay. And you don't even know half of what else is in that Norco because some of you can't even pronounce. You know, yep. and even if you could pronounce it, you have to still look it up in another medical or <laughs> terminology dictionary to understand, oh, it's a basically a preservative salt. Right. Well, that's cool. Why couldn't you just say if it's a preservative salt form, 
that helps the Norco stay in a pill capsule well, in, and my in, in a shell. And my question is, is why is something that you're consuming to help you, you know, yeah. get better from something, even consuming a like, why does it even can contain a, a preservative in the first place or something like you know, know what or, I mean? or like, half the other stuff that's in it and yeah why it's addicting and why it's so forth i mean that's again a whole nother wonderful long drawn out topic and maybe <laughs> not today but uh, you know the opioid the opioid crisis is another piece of why the cannabis industry i think has so much growth is because people people know you know being being in the opioid crisis either firsthand or even secondhand you know, having a family member or somebody else that goes through it, not alone, let alone uh, doing it yourself, you know, going through some sort of an addiction like that right. yourself. There's, you know, the, the opportunity for people to see what CBD does for addiction and specifically more opioid addictions, you know, it is tremendous. Lots of research coming through on that. Oh, yeah. Lots of it going forward every day. Well, I remember my first experience with CBD, and it goes back to when I was post-surgery after, you know, all my, my issues and, you know, being on just copious amounts of Oxycontin and Dilaudid and, you know, two years of being of working with the pain management specialist to control the pain, and here comes this, you know, chemical compound from a plant that just rocks my face, wounds that wouldn't heal for months, you know, heal now... Medical disclaimer, I am not claiming that this product treats or cures anything. It's not what I'm saying. But for my own personal experience, I had wounds that wouldn't heal, that healed in six months, that wouldn't heal for two years. I had massive amounts of issues that this was able to help me correct because ultimately that's what CBD, CBD does. CBD, you know, it helps. CBD is one chemical molecule of the cannabis plant. It's a, a cannabinoid just like any other, that the way that it reacts with the body is helps the body self-correct. So for me, that was a big one. It was like I was able to come off all of that pain medication, and I had zero withdrawal symptoms. And when I say copious amounts, I'm talking I was taking upwards of, you know, 200 milligrams of Oxycontin a day. He's a big boy. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a big guy, but it's, you know, the pain was, a, was on a, a level that most people couldn't even tolerate for a day, you know, and I was walking around for two years with, you know, stomach aches that were so intense that before my surgeries, I walked with a cane for two years because the pain was so bad. And then after the surgeries, it didn't help. You know, there was some things that went wrong. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally am, am right there because for me, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones, I think. Like, yeah. how many people don't, you know, can't say that they came off without, no, or, or, or never come off? Like, I, they just don't come off of it. I, they keep taking that's, them. That's funny, because that's exactly kind of what I was going to say, is, like, you know, my my experience with it, I think, was, you know, a very small percentage, just, uh, and unfortunately unfor for me, that's how it ended up. But, I mean, I, you know, my my interaction with opioids usually came from, of course, the doctor or, you know, dental work or, or something where back in the day they were just here here's 90 of them have a good week yeah. you know what i mean like hope your face doesn't hurt anymore it's like no it's melted <laughs> you know like it doesn't hurt anymore but it's melted you know and yeah. so i tended to be as uh, another quote-unquote term that i've heard is like a westerner i save my my happy medication for a later date when i'm not ill 
and not sick. Right. And tend to, you know, oh, there's a purpose. You know, there's a right. There's something laying a little nork and laying around. I'm like, oh, pop that. You know, like that'll be fun. I'm gonna have a fun night tonight. You know, right. I'm sit back and watch Disney movies on my two little <laughs> yellow pills. You know, like have a good night. Um, well, and see, that's I think and the that reason got, why it's so dangerous. Exactly, and that's what it is. Is it got to a point where I was like, oh. Oh, I've, I've blown through quite a few of those, you know, and and then I would kind of stop myself and go back to using a cannabis product, you know, right. and then that would level me off to not think about it as much to where I didn't take them anymore, right? You know, and then I'd come back to it a little, you know, a couple six months later or something, and oh, there's still got some pills left, and get back into a weird structure which. It was bad all the way around, but mm-hmm. you know, at least uh, there was a nice pull away because I don't feel like today, you know, sober and out, don't feel like it's anything bad. So it went from you needing them to you using them for fun and then... And then overusing them for fun, for having fun. too much fun, as someone, Becoming some people a problem. would say, to where it was, you know, close to being a problem. And then I was like, wow, take away from that, you know, and then but start using... cannabis, you were start able to use consistently without yeah. even... And then going back to it, you know, I was like, okay, that's... You're able to a, see the problem. Exactly. Exactly. I was able to see that I was really close to being able, you know, could have jumped over that percentage line and been with the other, you know, 70% of people who have an issue, you know, or can form a, a decent issue right. with it, you know, taking it recreationally. And guys, this, Levi is the person on the planet who I truly believe is my doppelganger he doesn't look like me relatively like we're, we're big guys and you know but what i mean by whatever what i mean by that is uh yeah he he's just he's hating on my fantastic nerd glasses it's fine um but what i mean by that is is like we are ridiculously similar i think that's why we get along so well and i have a tremendous addictive personality tremendous addictive the things that i start to do you go full i go full i'm I'm going 150 percent or i'm not going at all it's going you know business personal life love kids it doesn't matter what i'm talking about if i'm giving it my attention i'm going 110 percent 100 miles an hour down the freeway every time and so the potential of me getting addicted to this supplement or to this substance Hmm. was tremendously high which and I truly a, believe that the cannabis plant was the reason why I didn't. I'd never cross that that barrier because, you know what I mean? Like, I found this, in my opinion, at the right time. Because, you know, after two years of it, how long can someone survive like that? Another two years? You know what I mean? So, to me, cannabinoids, and that's, I guess, the difference in what, you know, being a cannabinoid company versus a cannabis company. You know, I'm not terribly focused on THC. My focus is on the all of the cannabinoids in general, and I th- I'm, in my opinion, for me, cannabinoids prevented a monumental life destruction. You know what I mean? Like, how long can someone continue to do that before their life falls apart? Type thing with an addictive you personality. Know what I mean? Oh yeah, huge, huge addictive personality. Everything I do, been that way since I was. By little. the way, let me put a drop on that. So. Addictive personality is not the worst thing in the world for an entrepreneurship because that's why it makes that's why Derek's been a good partner. Is that uh, 
he gets so focused on something that you can't pull him out of it, but he's going to figure it out till the end of it if it's a 100,000% effort or what, but it's going to get done. So it's been nice to, uh, I don't want to say manipulate, but, you know, let's say puppet that disorder. Of, <laughs> let's say puppet that disorder of his that he says he has, this addictive personality and a little bit of, you know, hyper-focusing. hyper-focusing on this one thing <laughs> and can't drive himself out. If I have a problem or, in a, you know, a business-related issue, I'm like, hey, dude, we need to figure this out. This is imperative. We got to get this done and, and, you know, kind of puppet my way around to show him this is fucking important. You know, he's like, oh, okay, let's get it done. <laughs> and within the day, two days of massive... 18 hour day research sessions and his <laughs> wife yelling at him for not, you know, being present in life because he's dove so far into this rabbit hole of whatever I asked him to go do. But then the next day, our business problem is solved and, I can, and he can move on to something else. So that's always nice is, uh, you know, just a entrepreneurial drop in on that is, hey, if you have a business or you have a partner that you're considering and he's got a bit of a weird... You know, twitchy, addictive personality. May not be the worst thing. May not be the worst thing. You may be utilizing very heavily to your benefit. Anyway, drop in on the, uh, you know, entrepreneurial side of of Addictive personalities. There you go. Well, guys, I I think that's going to wrap up our podcast for the day. Uh, A few things I want to let you guys know. It seems like for right now, we're going to be releasing a new podcast every Wednesday. We'll record it Mondays. We'll post it every Wednesday for right now. That might change in the future. Um, You can follow us on all social medias at Table Rock Organics, except for Twitter. It's at Table Rock CBD. Twitter. (laughs) Twitter. And then you can hit us up on our uh, our webpage. Um, all of our contact information, tablerockorganics.com, is all there. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, f- follow us anywhere else you need to. Um, look look forward to seeing our future TikTok that we'll be releasing here very shortly. And if you have any questions or comments, you know, just hit us up on Facebook or uh, send us an email. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, <laughs> TikTok, YouTube, podcast, TableRockOrganics.com. Hashtag everything. <laughs> All right, you guys. Anyway, thank you for listening. This has been a- another episode of uh, the Cannabis Roundtable. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll see you next time. All right, guys, you've just listened to our latest episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you could do us a favor and just subscribe to this podcast, share it, tell your friends and family about it. We promise we will continue to get better and improve. Hopefully we can bring some entertainment value to, you know, you know the main point of what we're trying to do is just provide education have fun conversations that bring thought and awareness to the subject at hand so join us in that mission let's create a community together and uh you know really see where we can kind of take this um and just let's start talking about cannabis anyway have a great rest of your day guys and thank you so much we'll see you next episode